Welcome to episode 8 of Wisco Legacy. I'm your host, Corey Kundert. I dare you to find someone that's more passionate about the state of Wisconsin than our guest today. On today's episode, we have Leah Linscheid. Leah is a morning anchor for News 3 Now in Madison. She was born and raised in Highland, Wisconsin, and went to UW-Madison. Uh, we talked all about her career in uh, Wisconsin and Highland for sure. Uh, it was a blast talking to Leah. She's so passionate about the, the state. Uh, it definitely shines through this episode. Uh, as always, check out our website, wiscolegacy.com. I have articles for every episode. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Follow us. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. That would mean the world to us. I did want to note that I had some Wi-Fi issues uh, when recording with Leah, so there may be some some staggered uh, video and audio in there as well. So I apologize for that. Uh, I upgraded my software, so hopefully we don't have issues with that moving forward. And with that, uh, let's dive right into episode eight with Leah Linscheid. Hi, I am Leah Linscheid. I am a morning news reporter and anchor at News 3 Now in Madison. And this is my Wisco Legacy. Leah, thank you for joining Wisco Legacy. Thanks for letting me come on, Corey. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So if you've ever turned on News 3 uh, and heard Leah talk, you know she's a passionate Wisconsinite. Uh, Leah's from Highland, Wisconsin here. Can you talk about the community of Highland and what it meant to you, to you growing up there? So Highland is in the southwest corner of the state. It's I think the population is like 800, 850 people. Um, it has actually gone down in population over the last 10 or 20 years. Um, so a really, really, really small school. I think we're the second smallest school district in the entire state of Wisconsin. Wow. So as you can imagine, it's a really unique uh, experience growing up. Everybody is either related or uh, you definitely know everyone and you're, you're probably related to them. Um, but the ties that you make in a town like that keep you tethered to that town for the rest of your life. And that's why I just, I have never been able to leave Wisconsin and I don't plan on leaving or going any farther than an hour away from, from Highland. Yeah. We, I live in Monroe. There's a lot of smaller communities around yeah. here too. And there's, it's such a tight knit community uh, in those areas. So awesome. So what were you like as a kid? Were you into sports? Were you into, uh, you know, what were you like as a kid? Uh, so Highland is so small. You be into sports in Highland or else they don't have enough kids for, for the team. So um, I played basketball, played softball, played volleyball. They don't have enough to have a marching band. Um, I was in choir. I did some forensics as well in high school. Um, I did dance. I did Betty Hayes dance. Anybody who's in Southwest Wisconsin will know who she is. She's kind of a legend, but I did that for 15 or 18 years, really long time. Um, and I really loved, I loved sports in high school, but I wouldn't say I was in any way the best. Um, and that kind of stuck with me to this day. So now I've actually become, um, a workout fitness instructor on the side, <laughs> which I just got done doing. Um, so that has sort of shaped my, uh, interests after high school, all of the sports that we were involved in. Mm-hmm. It, it's awesome. You know, sports for me really helped shape my life. And, you know, as you know, I, I lost a yeah. lot of weight over the last uh, year or so. And that foundation I built in sports really helped me to lose all that weight. Yeah. I remember hearing that story. Josh Spider obviously shared it on news three now, and it was so inspiring. I think um, it was one of his top Instagram posts. I think he got a lot of interaction off of that because people were so interested in your story and 
they felt like it resonated with them. Um, and it definitely resonated with me too. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, who are some of the more imp- impactful people you had around you, around you growing up? Uh, definitely my parents. I came from a hardworking set of parents. My mom was an administrator at a nearby nursing home and my dad was a carpenter. Um, so they worked different shifts. Dad would always be gone at like three in the morning, which little did I know uh, would become my schedule as I got older. I followed in my dad's footsteps. Um, and then mom worked late as an administrator um, and often got called away from the vacations or from sporting events because she had to handle little fires that would pop up at the nursing home. So their work ethic really shaped me, I would say. Um, and something else that's unique about Highland and about my parents is that you always hear, you know, the quote unquote tight knit community phrase. Um, but it's really true, especially when it comes to your family. We had a really big Wisconsin family, two sets of them, the Lynchides and then my mom's side, the Winkuses. And we spent so much time together growing up that they became more than just family. They were my best friends. They were my confidants. They were my mentors. Um, and that really left an impression on me. Um, my parents' hardworking personalities and also their dedication to family first, which is again, why you'll just never see me leave Wisconsin. I just can't do it. I have to stick close to my family and my community. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so after high school, you went to UW-Madison, correct? Yes, yep. Well, what went into that decision? Um, so I always wanted to go to the flagship university in Wisconsin because I've just, I was, I was so in love with our state and I still am. I'm really proud of all these cultural icons that make up Wisconsin. Like I love old fashions and I love supper clubs. I love hiking at devil's Lake. I, and I love the university of Madison. I love um, or the University of Wisconsin. I love Bucky. So to me, there was never any other option. I always wanted to go to UW, but I wasn't always sure I could get in. So finding out that I did get accepted was probably one of the top 10 biggest moments of my life. I was so excited for that. Yeah. I, I went to Edgewood College in Madison, so I, I didn't go to the university, but being around- but still. Yeah, being around Madison in, in your college years, is a lot, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things to right. do. Uh, when I was there, I was doing a lot of networking, uh, meeting people, uh, you know, higher level CEOs and stuff through Rotary and whatnot. Uh, yeah. There's just so many opportunities when you're a college student in Madison. It's such an international city, right? In our mm-hmm. own backyard. You know, it's it's the capital city. It's um, It has so much to offer, truly, from the universities to the businesses to the the reputation that it's built in Wisconsin and the Midwest and the world really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sports, I mean, you got football, yeah. basketball, hockey, everything. Yeah. Can't forget about the sports. You're right. You're absolutely right. We were just at homecoming, uh, the homecoming game yesterday and gosh, the energy at camp Randall mm-hmm. is just something you can't find anywhere else. So yeah. I was really lucky to be a part of that when I was a college student. Yeah, absolutely. So when you were in college, did you study journalism? Yes. Well, I did start out, I guess. I started with international studies in, in political science with the hopes of going to law school. And then to boost my resume, I started writing for the Badger Herald, which is the student newspaper on campus. And I really liked it. I really liked writing. So I applied to the School of Journalism, got in, still thought that I would go to law school and it would just, again, help pad my resume and give me some great skills 
just broaden my skill set, uh, especially when it came to writing. And then my senior year, I took an internship with News 3 and fell in love with the photography aspect of everything. I really loved having a camera in my hands and uh, I just never turned back. I got hired at News 3 sister station in La Crosse and went there for a year and then came back to Madison. I've been at News 3 ever since. Yeah, it. I, I found a lot, of, a lot of passion for me just doing this podcast and writing articles for it. Uh, the, the writing side of things is really enjoyable for me. So it, it's yeah. cool to see that uh, you pick that up and it's really, you know, that decision of, you know, starting to write for the Badger Herald probably helped shape your, your future career here. So that's awesome. It really did. It's so interesting um, how small, small changes in your, uh, in your roadmap, I guess, just completely change your trajectory. Those are really small things just to, again, to add to my resume and to pick up a new skill set. I certainly didn't think that that would be deciding my future and it really did. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about getting into, like, I'm sure the, the work that you do is pretty competitive to get into. Can you talk about the initial, you know, getting your internship and getting hired in your first role in lacrosse? Talk about the journey to get there. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I would not have gotten that job in lacrosse had I not taken this internship with News 3. It was a really hands-on experience. It was a 40-hour-a-week job. So it was a full-time job on top of my final senior semester. Um, and it was grueling. I had never picked up a camera before, let alone like a videography camera. Um, I didn't know how to write for broadcast news. Um, I didn't know how to put together a visual story. I was so used to writing things, just writing an article and then you'd be done. Whereas TV news has so many different components. Yes, you write your web article, but you also have to provide this this on television, this on air product that is all pictures and sound. So it's totally different medium. So it's tough, um, but that completely immersive internship paved the way for me to apply to lacrosse. Um, And I got in to the station in lacrosse. And then I had two other job offers in Wausau and then one in Colorado actually, uh, which was tempting, but I, again, stayed, I stayed in Wisconsin. Um, it is competitive. It's competitive because it's hard and it's important. I guess mm-hmm. I like to say, or I like to remind myself, I guess when I'm working weekends or working overnights, um, or working holidays or not getting a vacation request approved, I like to remind myself, okay, news is really noble. I'm doing a service to people. I'm trying to make their days better. I'm trying to empower them with information. Um, and as such, I, those things are true. So it makes the job challenging and important and competitive as a result. So if anybody's interested in journalism, um, a really strong UW or a really strong journalism school like UW is really important. Um, and then internships on internships on internships. It's going to give you the real world experience that you actually need. Yeah, you get the experience, you get to meet people through those and yes. those connections are pretty valuable. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about uh, spending time in lacrosse? I know you like to hike and stuff and lacrosse has a lot of beautiful things up there. You can, you can hike and whatnot. Can you talk about lacrosse oh as a city? I loved lacrosse. I loved lacrosse. It was, um, so my hometown of Highland is about an hour from Madison It's about an hour 45 from lacrosse. So I was lucky enough to be able to stay pretty close to my family um, which was a perk, but man, if you've never been to lacrosse, that is a weekend trip. You got to do that. I mean, the hiking is unparalleled in the rest of, in the rest of the state. I know we have devil's Lake in the Madison area, but boy, those bluffs are something they have granddad bluff. And then there's this mm-hmm. cute little bar on the way there. So if you make it all the way to the top on your way back down, you should pop in and like have some French fries or get a, get an old fashioned. Um, 
so I did, I did a ton of hiking granddad bluff and the areas. Um, and I got into kayaking while I was up there. That was my first toe in the water, you might say of kayaking. And that was so fun. So fun on the, I think it's the black river. That's right next to the Mississippi. Um, we lived right on the water cause it was a dog friendly apartment hmm. and me and my roommate, I had a dog. Um, and we just had a, we had a wonderful time. We were fishing, we would kayak, um, we would sit on the beach. It's just such an outdoorsy city. And on top of all of that, you know that I love the outdoors. So that part was really fun. But on top of all of that, they take really good care of their downtown. And I love historic buildings. I love old signs. Um, and they've put a lot of money into revitalizing their downtown and keeping those buildings tip top shape. So that's, it's just a beautiful town through and through. Mm-hmm. It is. My my wife went there for a year uh, after oh, high school. And, okay. Uh, she she loved it up there. It's an awesome place. And we used to go up there. There's a, a big wrestling tournament up there, and I used to compete in there. And my dad and brother and I used to go up there every year watching it. So spent a lot of time up in lacrosse. It's an awesome place. Lacrosse is a wrestling tournament, huh? I don't think that I knew that. Uh, so can you talk about coming back to News 3, what, what it meant to you to come back to the place that you really started your your internship, your career, essentially? Boy, it was pretty emotional, not just because it's where I started my career, um, because I was still pretty new into my career at that point, but because these were the journalists that I had grown up watching. This is my home market, right? So Susan Simon and Mark Kane uh, and Eric Franke, these are people that I grew up with. So that was, um, that was, that was really emotional for me. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm in the big leagues now. These are people I've looked up to my whole life, not just my career. So um, it was wonderful. It was, there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself to live up to these, you know, larger than life characters that I grew up with. Um, But there's just, there's nothing like covering the news for your family and your neighbors, your parents, your friends. It's just, it's, there's just nothing like it. Yeah. It's it's definitely got to be a different experience. And you're being that you're you're so close to home. You're covering stories from your hometown. You're, yeah, it's, it's going to be a blast to talk about those sorts of things. I will say, um, I do get to cover stories from my hometown as much as possible. Uh, but I, because I'm working in my home market, I get a lot of texts from my mom in the morning during the show. And mm. she'll say, your hair could be better today. Can you smile more? <laughs> you have lipstick on your teeth. Like, so I get a little bit, a little bit extra critique because I'm mm. working in my home market. Yeah. You, you got an extra producer there, huh? Exactly. Exactly. That's a nice way to put it. Nice. Um, can you talk about the different uh, job roles you've had on, on news three and some of the shifts you've worked? I know you're on the morning now, but I think you've worked a bunch of different shifts throughout. Oh yeah. I, been, um, been with the company since 2012 and at News 3 proper since 2014. So in those seven-ish years, I started as a reporter, MMJ, multimedia journalist, which means you do all of the camera work, you do all of the editing, um, the story writing, the putting together of the story, um, as opposed to having a photographer who works with you. I do my own photography work. Um, so I started in that role for about two years, and then I moved on to Weekend Anchor, which is uh, the entire newscast. I'm reading the newscast from the desk. Um, I would do that Saturdays and Sundays. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I would report. And then I had Monday, Tuesday off. Um, I did that for two years. And then I moved on to the mornings where I took on this sort of hybrid role where I was a breaking news anchor. 
which essentially meant that I just covered solely breaking news that would come in in the mornings, whether that be a shooting or a water main break or anything like that, local and national. Um, if it was local, then I would go out into the field like a reporter and cover it. If it was national, I would stay on the desk and cover it. Um, and as a couple of my colleagues on the morning show uh, chose different career paths, they started to leave news. I transitioned onto the desk and now I'm on the desk full time for the two and a half hour morning show. You know, that being said, I will, um, I will fulfill other roles I've produced in the past, which is putting together the newscast behind the scenes. Um, I've played photographer in the past for other reporters where I'll shoot their stories and put them together. Um, and in, on weekends, I like played a managerial role too in uh, helping to navigate which reporters went to what stories. So a whole ran the gamut. Yeah, a really great kind of well-rounded experience. Uh, in a short seven years, I, I feel like. Um, yeah. And speaking speaking of that, it seems like, uh, you know, I grew up with Rob Starbuck and Susan Simon, watching them every morning. Oh yeah. Uh, it feels like you ascended to the the morning news anchor relatively quick, quickly. Can you talk about, you know, being able to wake up everybody in the morning on on News Three and uh, you know talk about that quick ascension into that role? Sure. Um... You know, I'm really grateful for it. I do feel really blessed that I get to work Monday through Friday on an imp- what I consider to be a really important shift. You're waking people up. You're trying to do that with a smile. You're trying to make their day, but you're also trying to get them out the door with the most relevant information that they need to finish their day or talk to their coworkers at the water cooler um, and make their day better. Maybe there's something going on that they need to know about like a road closure or an event that they might want to take their kids to. So I find it to be a really fulfilling role in the mornings. Um, As far as a quick ascension, I don't know how quick it was, but um, I do think that my commitment to Wisconsin and the fact that I'm a hometown girl uh, really lent itself to helping me get where I am in my career today. Just being really committed to my neighbors and my family, because these people, these viewers are my, they're my family, literally, quite literally. So mm-hmm. I think management saw that and um, facilitated my, my ability to stay here and mm-hmm. work on a shift where I have weekends off and I can have a family and I can get married and I can, you know, lead a regular life and, and stay at News 3. Yeah. You know, speaking of family from an, from the outside perspective, it seems like news three has a family atmosphere. I know you and Josh Spreider are really close, you know, just seeing everybody on camera every, you know, whether it's morning, noon, night, uh, it, it just seems like a family uh, atmosphere there. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely are a big family. Josh and I are best friends. We were just at the homecoming festivities yesterday doing a polka dance at a bar and someone recognized us and said boy you guys are a lot of fun even after the show um which was a little embarrassing but but it is a testament to my relationship with josh and all of my co-workers we're very very close susan um and charlotte and i just got drinks a couple of weeks ago we try to do that monthly and catch up um eric franke is always texting me about something crazy that's happening on the on the evening shift um we're all really really close they were all at my wedding a month ago on the dance floor, not even just at the ceremony, they came to the celebration and danced with me and sent me off to my new husband. Um, they were there when my brother died. They were at the funeral um, and they took care of me afterward. They put together this meal train for like a month or two months. So my then boyfriend, now husband, and I just didn't have to cook ever. They just, they've always been 
sort of the winds beneath my wings, if I'm allowed to use a pun there, but I mm-hmm. truly mean it. They are, they have been behind me 100%. Yeah, that's, that's really great to hear. You know, there's definitely places where people work where they, you don't have that atmosphere and uh, glad that News 3 has that, especially with everything yeah, that's, wonderful. that's happened. Mm-hmm. So from what I understand, the contracts that, that you guys sign are typically only a couple of years. You have a lot of people who come into certain markets, they'll work there for uh, a couple of years and then go on to different markets. Uh, so there's a lot of turnover that happens on different news stations. Can you talk about some of the people you've met through, uh, through that and talk about maybe that, that two-year contract? Yeah, sure. So yes, that's how news works. We sign a two-year contract and to make money in a business, you have to move on to a bigger city. And a lot of people want to do that anyway. They want to work in the Miamis and the New Yorks and the Chicago's. Um, that obviously wasn't me. <laughs> here for, for four contracts now um, and counting. I never wanted to leave Wisconsin. Uh, that being said, some of my best friends came through those two-year contracts. My wedding party was like one half news people who no longer live in Madison. Um, Valina is one of them, a good friend of mine who worked at News 3 maybe four-ish years back now. And she's in um, San Francisco in in California. Uh, another one of my bridesmaids was Syra. She used to work actually at NBC 15, the other station just across the street. Um, she's in Miami now. She's been gone for three years. Uh, who else? Keely. Keely was my best friend at News 3. She just recently left about a year and a half ago. She's in Raleigh. So um, again, I've met some of my best friends through news because nobody really knows, you know, the, the work behind the scenes, the grueling hours, uh, except for people who are in the business. So you make really fast, quick connections with those people and they're long lasting, um, but they all move. So <laughs> they have to come back to Madison and visit me these days. Yeah. Yeah. You, you talk about, you know, it's, it has to be a grind. Sometimes you're up really early. You got to go to bed early. Uh, can you talk about some of the challenges of the job? Yeah. The hours certainly, uh, no matter what hour, no matter what shift you're working at, um, in news, it is generally difficult, whether it's evenings from one 30 in the afternoon until 10 30 at night or my shift, which is two 30 in the morning until 10 30 in the morning. Um, you're always sacrificing something. I worked weekends for a really long time. I worked weekends for 10 years. Um, and that's exhausting after a while it impacts, uh, your relationships outside of work. Um, luckily the longer you stay in news, the better it gets. I was able to move off of weekends, but, uh, waking up at two 30 in the morning, isn't exactly fun. Uh, I'm tired. I'm tired a lot. I take a lot of naps. Um, so that's really tough. The hours are just always going to be tough. But again, when I get burnt out or a little raw from waking up and, you know, reading tough stories at 3am, I have to remind myself news is noble and I'm, I'm providing a service to people. I'm trying to make their days better. So in the end, it's worth it to me. Yeah. You, you kind of touched on there, but what are some of the, the most rewarding pieces of, of your job? Um, definitely making somebody's day better. If I get an email or if I run into someone out and they say like, oh, you and, you and Chris and Josh made me smile so hard today. That um, makes it totally worth it. But even if I don't hear from some, from people and I feel like we put together a newscast at the end of the day, it was really local, it was really relevant that I feel helped somebody live their day better. That's really rewarding to me because that's what I'm here to do, to make other people's lives better, easier, smarter. And so if I feel like we accomplished that in a day, that's 
that's the best thing. The best thing. Mm-hmm. And another perk, if I'm off at 1030, I can take a lovely afternoon nap. It is wonderful. I can get my workout in. I can go for a hike. So the, the hours do have their perks. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, that nap has to be crucial to your day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it needs to happen. Otherwise, my husband uh, will tell me about halfway through the week. Time for your nap. <laughs> I'm sure I can get a little grumpy if I'm going out five or six hours of sleep a couple nights in a row. Oh yeah, everybody can. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you're you've won the Edward R. Muro Award multiple times, you and and News Three. Can you talk kind of explain what that is and the importance of that? Sure. Um, so I'm really proud of this particular initiative because I've uh, led it at News Three for the last seven years. I help submit all of our awards. Um, I edit them together as an MMJ uh, and do the write-ups and send it in um, with the help of my news director. Um, and it's it's an incredible honor. The Edward R. Murrow Awards are all national. Um, they do hand out regional ones for the first go around. And then those regional winners get sent uh, to the national competition and they name one station in the entire country for these categories. And we've won it three times in the last six, five or six years. Um, And we've won the regional one almost every single year that I've been editing them. So I'm truly, truly proud of our team for the coverage that they've provided that, you know, lent itself to receive this award. It's always stuff like, oh, you might remember the Sun Prairie explosion, our coverage on the Sun Prairie explosion. And we did a telethon a couple months later to help raise money for those who were impacted Um, our coverage on the really historic flooding in 2018 um, and how we helped people navigate that. That was really life-saving information. What we've done with the protests that we saw last summer um, and COVID, not least of all COVID, all of the resources that we've helped put together for that um, and to be recognized as just at at the highest level, at this national level, an Edward Armour Award is just truly the cream of the crop. So really, really honored to be a part of that. Yeah. Congrats on all that su- success. I mean, I, I'm sure you put a lot of, a lot of time and effort into uh, putting all that together. So yeah, we all do. All it is, it's a, it's a, it's a lift, but it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, I don't tend to watch a lot of national news. I try and watch a lot of local, local news. Can you talk about the importance of local media versus some of the national kind of stuff? Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite topics. Um, I'm glad to hear that, by the way. That makes my day that you, you listen to the local rather than national. Um, I think that, um, and this is my opinion, I think that national news does a, does a good job of pushing us all farther apart. Um, it's, it's really politicized. It's really all topics at the national level seem to have become really politicized. And I think a lot of people identify with one party or the other, one topic over the other, one viewpoint over the other. And that's all national news is, is talking about these really big national topics that everyone has a really strong opinion about. When those national lawmakers or those national issues don't impact you nearly as much as the stuff we're talking about on News 3. Um, Our logo is the most local news and that's what we live by. We're covering what city council is doing with your water rates. We're doing stories on potentially harmful chemicals in your well. We're talking about the girl down your street who uh, just raised, you know, $50,000 
for her school to send kids to a muscular dystrophy camp. Like we're doing stories about your neighbors and your neighborhood and on issues that impact your life and your kids. Um, and that's really important. Those are the things that impact you directly and not least to not, not least important. They are, they bring us together. Like that story about the girl or all of the positive stories Josh features in the 608, they bring people together. Whereas national news, I think focuses on these big topics, uh, and talking heads that further pull us apart. So if I could restructure local news, I would take all of the national news out of it. Yes, it's impactful. Yes, it's important. But what I think is more important is what's going on in your backyard and what's uh, unifying us. And more often than not, that's local news. It's not national. I completely agree with that, that assessment. Uh, yeah, anytime I turn on national news, it just seems like you're, you're right. They're putting a divide between the left and the right or how whatever it is. And it's, you know, you see a lot of, a lot of things on social media because of that. And it's, yeah, there's just seems like a lot of negativity that, that comes out of that. So, um, you know, watching news three, it, it seems to, there, there's always positive stories and, you know, you're trying to make a, a big impact on the area. So uh, appreciate all of that effort that's being put into. Thank into you. I appreciate that you watch us. That makes my day. Yeah. Uh, so I know you're, you're homegrown Wisconsin. Uh, so this question, I'm just curious about this, you know, what are your goals for the future? Are you want to, you want to stay around here uh, forever? Sure. Um, you know, I, I wasn't always sure. I applied to a job in Denver back in 2018 and got it. Um, and I just went back and forth. I talked to my parents. I cried with my parents. I cried with some of my coworkers trying to figure out what to do um, because it was a big job. It was a big city. It had been my dream market um, and dream TV station. Um, it had everything that I was looking for, um, except for, it had everything that I was looking for professionally. But um, at the time I was, oh geez, 27. But even then, even in my twenties, I knew like, that's not the, that's not the end all be all my profession. It's not like my parents are older. My parents don't travel. They certainly are not going to travel to Denver very often to come see me. Um, my brother was in Platteville at the time. I didn't want to leave him. My entire extended family lives like 60 miles and within a 60 mile radius of Highlands. Um, most of them in Highland proper. Um, and Denver didn't have that. Just, it just wasn't, I guess the best way I could word it is when I stopped and asked myself, where do I see myself in 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, it was not in a big city in a high rise covering crime and local news for a city that wasn't my own. It was me with my parents, um, you know, taking a drive and looking at the colors over in Prairie du Chien. It was uh, going to Thanksgiving and seeing my big hundred person family. It was um, hopefully having kids uh, who, get to know their grandparents and get to spend every day with them because they live nice and close. So that is why I decided to stay back in 2018. And it's my goal for the future. Now um, I want to have a big Wisconsin family. I want to continue to grow my relationship with my parents um, and help them through their hard times. Um, and that doesn't mean that my profession won't grow. I'd like to get into management at news three. I'd like to help make some of the decisions of what goes on our airways every day and what we cover. Um, 
I'd like to be more involved in the community, not only in Madison, but in Highland and in Platteville, where my brother grew up and, you know, all of Southern Wisconsin, really. Um, I want to make people's lives better. My parents' lives, my family's lives, viewers' lives. Like, that's, that's my goal every day. Does that, does that answer your question? That was it a does. It, it definitely does. Um, I, I appreciate the, the family aspect of it. You know, I, I born and raised in Monroe. I went to college in Madison and I moved back home. Uh, so family is really important to me, all our families around here. And I couldn't see myself really moving away either because of that. So I really connect to that, that family tie there. Um, so I love that. Yeah. That's, it's tough. It's a tough decision, right? But yeah, I mean, really that what it sounded like is, you know, Denver would be a really a, a good fit for you based on the hobbies and interests that you have with all the opportunities for hiking and outdoor activities and stuff. But, you know, family kept you home, which I'm sure there's a lot of people that are grateful for that. My husband occasionally says, um, you know, had you done that, you would have been spending your vacation going home. And now you get to spend your vacation going on vacation. We can go to Denver and go skiing and climbing and hiking. Um, but at the end of the day, you get to come home to your parents. You don't get to go on vacation to see your parents. That's a, that's an important distinction. I thought. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. So we talked a lot about family here Can you, and you, you mentioned your, your parents are uh, really were inspirational in your life and in big influences in your life. Can you talk about the uh, importance you know, dive a little bit more into the importance of family for you. Sure. Um, so I guess what it means to me now is different than what it meant to me two years ago. Two years ago, I lost my brother in a car accident. Um, it's still hard for me to talk about now, but back then I was, um, it was actually right after I'd turned down that Denver job and I was um, kind of mad at myself. I was like, oh gosh, did I make the right decision? I was struggling with it. I was working really hard at News 3 to try and um, to try and find my way there. I had just started the morning show and it was a whole new set of colleagues. So I was trying to make them proud. I was trying to work really hard and I didn't go home as often as I used to. Um, and then after I lost Levi, after we lost Levi, um, that's, that's a different Leah. I go home as often as I can. I try to make it down every other weekend. Um, my parents come up here once a week and we either got to eat or they just pop by and say hello to my dog Bascom, which is their only grandkid right now. Um, and I spent way more time with them because that's my number one priority. Cause I've seen how easy you can lose someone and then it's, it's done. And all of those, I wish I regret I should have, they don't really mean anything because you don't get to change them. You don't get to go back in time. So right now I'm trying to make sure that I, I don't say I wish I regret I should have. So that's important. Um, and a second component of that is when we lost Levi, we would not have made it through if it weren't for our family members. They took care of us. They fed us. Oh my gosh, Corey, if you could have seen the support in that first week, our house was just full of people every night. Um, and the community of Highland was dropping off food. We had probably 50 to 75 people in our house every single night, just making sure we were okay. And we weren't alone. Um, and so that really stuck with me too. Like that's family when they show up, even when it's hard and you don't know what to say. Um, and I'll remember that week for years to come because of how our family stepped up. Um, 
And that's like a never ending cycle. That's another reason why I don't want to look back and say, I wish I had really spent more time with this aunt or this uncle because they really stepped up for me. I try and live that today. Like go see them, invite them over, make this a priority because you just never know. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Leah. Uh, You were in a, a really unique position where you're on TV every day and um, everybody knew what happened. Everybody that listened to or tuned into the news uh, knew what happened. And uh, you had a lot of courage to go on and, and talk about it. And uh, you've done, I know you did the the letter to Levi. Uh, that was, um, I was watching that again the other day and he was bringing tears to my eyes uh, watching that segment. And um, yeah, it's, it's um, definitely a challenging thing to go through in, in the public eye. Yeah, it was, um, it was tough because we weren't afforded perhaps the privacy that some other families um, get. But that being said, the support that I got from viewers and from my, my work family was, I mean, second to none. They were, they were wonderful and they made me feel better. They make my parents feel better. We have viewers who reach out to my parents. Um, and that's just, that's heartwarming because uh, that's who I'm most worried about right is my parents making sure they're okay every day so the fact that complete strangers can come up and give them a hug over levi is just i'm lucky i'm really lucky yeah how are people uh, memorializing and celebrating levi's life oh gosh so many ways um he was a really integral part of the blackville community he was a fitness instructor there and then a bartender at the annex if you've ever been to the annex mm-hmm. uh, it's a pretty popular bar in Planville. <laughs> um and so which is really interesting he was you know really into fitness on one side and then would also you know serve beer and pizza on the other on the other side of the spectrum um but as such he knew a lot of people in the community is really good friends with all of these people who have since stepped up um and not only taken care of my family but they've taken care of levi's legacy um we launched a live like levi scholarship at first for Highland students, uh, I think we've given out a couple thousand dollars in the past two years. We try to hit uh, between two and five students every year. Um, and they have to write a, an essay about how they hope to live like Levi. Um, and his memory is fresh enough that a lot of them knew him or had mm-hmm. seen him out and about in Highland. Um, and I do believe that scholarship, I think we raised in the first like five days, $20,000 um, and so that was in the first first few days of his death. After that, we launched a golf tournament. His mm-hmm. buddies in Platteville really helped us spearhead this. Um, and that has continued to grow the scholarship. Um, and it also helped us start a new initiative at uw Platteville, where Levi went to school. We started a mentorship program for the biology department uh, to help freshmen incoming students get partnered with a senior um, to help with anything from homework to the atmosphere to career choices. Um, and I think that's called, it's called Soaring to New Heights, the Levi Lynch Eyed Mentorship Program, huh. um, which again was made possible through that golf, that golf tournament, the money that was raised there. So just so many different ways, so many different ways. Somebody made um, little bumper stickers, little wing bumper stickers that mm. say live like Levi. And of course that's not comparable to the the scholarship fund or the mentorship program, but um, I'll see them when I'm driving sometimes. And that's really heartwarming too. So it's just nice to feel like he's still with us in a lot of ways because he's still living through all of his friends who are giving back and making sure future students have opportunities like he had. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. It sounds like you know. I I didn't know him, but it sounds like he made an impact on a lot of people. Uh, and his legacy is definitely being being uh, given out through the scholarships and the mentoring program. And uh, it, it's really great to see uh, all the things that that you and your family are doing and all the That's community really nice support. Thank you. Oh. My parents have really taken it upon themselves to make sure his legacy isn't forgotten and the work they do is incredible. Um, but Levi was incredible and he deserves nothing less. He was, he was very, very loved. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing that, Leah. I, pre- I appreciate it. Thank you for asking. Yeah. All right. So back to Wisconsin here. I know there, there's a lot of, lot of different things we can do here in Wisconsin. Uh, we've talked a little bit about some of the things you do outside of work. Are there, are there some other things you talked about? Uh, you're, you do some fitness stuff outside of work. Um, what are some of the fun things you, you like to do outside of work? I'm pretty obsessed um, with the outdoors and fitness in general. So I work out, uh, Josh likes to make fun of me. He says that I collect gym memberships and he's not wrong. I go to a lot of gyms. Um, I, I worked out this morning and then I taught a class. So I teach bar at bar three in downtown Madison. Um, and then I'm training to be a trainer at uh, burn bootcamp, which is where Josh already is a trainer. Um, I go to burn bootcamp with Josh and then I um, will do a couple of other workouts on the side. I'll, I'll go to solid core. I'll go to Princeton club bar three, of course, a couple of other spots that I bounce around to, um, but I love to move. So that's really helpful in the, in the winter months. Otherwise you'll find me outside. I love to hike. I just got this book that I'm super pumped about at 60 hikes within 60 miles of Madison. Nice. So I'll report back. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't opened it yet. I just got it. Um, but I love hiking. We have a dog named Bascom. Both Zach and I are UW grads. So we named our dog Bascom and, uh, she's a Bernese mountain dog and they're not exactly known to be really active dogs. <laughs> so I'm forcing this poor gal to go on these hikes with me. And she's like, Oh God, can we go home? <laughs> she gets tired, uh, very quickly. So, uh, anytime I can get outside with my dog, I'm occasionally my husband, <laughs> I'm a happy girl. Bascom is on brand for you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she? I died. I, that I will take total credit for that. That wanted the lab and I was like, Nope, I want a mountain dog. <laughs> and then he, he didn't have any name ideas, but I have kept Bascom in my back pocket for a while now. <laughs> it's a pretty solid name for sure. <laughs> Uh, so, so do you, in your opinion, what, what makes Wisconsin so great? Um, oh my goodness. I could answer that question with so many different things, but I think the number one is the people. We are so nice. Everyone is so Midwestern nice. They truly are. The number of oops or haters that you hear around. Um, it's just, I don't think you find people like us anywhere else. Um, from complete strangers to family members. I told you the way my family stepped up when we were going through a tough time, the way strangers stepped up when we were going through a tough time. And even when you're just, you know, having a regular day and someone says hi to you at the grocery store or like sidesteps, you have more space in the aisle. Um, I think we really make Wisconsin great from the Midwest nice. Also to all the bartenders out there making great old fashions, like they've, they're really helping too. Brandy or whiskey? Brandy, this is Wisconsin. Yep, yep. I'm right there with you. Whiskey, did, can you even order a whiskey old fashioned in Wisconsin? I think you'd get kicked right out so. of the bar. <laughs> sweet, sweet or sour? 
You're sweet or sour? Um, you know, that's changed over the years. I used to like sweet. I used to like sour. Now I get a press. Have you heard of a press? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a mixture. It's nice. a little sweet, little sour. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, okay. So I got some rapid fire questions about the state of Wisconsin. I got three of them. And then I have a final cool. question to ask you. Uh, gotcha. So we can wrap up with that. So uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Wisconsin? The old fashioned on, on the Capitol Square <laughs> on brand. Yep, on brand for sure. With the old fashioned, they have awesome cheese curds and great food in general. They do. And a good fish fry. Yep. Yep. That's important. Uh, what's your what's your favorite event here in Wisconsin? My say that again. What's your favorite event here in Wisconsin? Um Badger Saturdays, for sure. Game day. Mm-hmm. Homecoming especially. Beautiful weather. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I was at the game yesterday too. It was it was Were awesome. You? Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a perfect day! Oh man, just beautiful. And we killed Iowa. I did not expect uh-huh. that. I was a little nervous. Yeah, same here. <laughs> All right, uh, last rapid fire question: Where's your favorite place to hang out in Wisconsin? Um, probably Devil's Lake. It's pretty great. Or I I would change that to Mirror Lake during the summer months because then you can stop at Ishnala and get a get a nice old fashioned and some cheese curds. So Mirror nice. Lake. Awesome. All right. So final question I ask everybody on the podcast, when all is said and done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? That's a really good question, Corey. Um, I guess every day in the news, I try to make people's days better. And um, I think my brother did that too. I think he worked really hard to do that when he worked as your friendly neighborhood bartender or when he was pushing you to work harder as a fitness trainer. So the legacy I want to live and leave for leave after I go is um, I want people to remember me as someone who make somebody's day better. I want them to take that upon themselves to try and move that forward and always make somebody's day better. And I hope they'll say that she lived like Levi and I'm going to live like Levi too. That's what I would say. Great. Thank you for sharing. That's, that's a great legacy to, to work towards and, and leave behind. So thanks Corey. Uh, yeah. Leah, is there anything else you, you want to talk about or, or share here? Otherwise we'll wrap I don't up. think so. I think, I think you hit all the topics, buddy. Awesome. Well, Leah, I appreciate you hopping on Wisco legacy. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Um,